Welcome back, subject. Today, staff will have you listen to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the deal on the latest in gaming every week in a small bite-sized download. Robots Radio presents... Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the DL on the latest in gaming every week in a small, bite-sized download. I am your favorite chunk, the big cat. Wow. Favorite chunk? Am I not? No, you're a meaty man. You're a... (laughs) No. Okay. Well, I don't know I'm, if that's better or worse. I'm I'm honestly unsure whether to be offended right now. <laughs> I feel I'm so glad there wasn't a lot of euphemisms inputted because that could have gotten real bad. This is PG. Got to keep it clean, Brenna. Sure it is. Uh, and I am your PG host, Brenna. There's nothing PG about you. I have Not even a little bit. It. Oh, hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's not start playing the picture game because nobody wins off that. Oh, yeah. That's mutually assured destruction. That is. Yep. It's part of the deal. That's why we're stuck. deal. Oh. 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 see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, If you you guys should uh, check out our website. We have a lot of awesome stuff on there, including some merch, as well as a way to donate directly to the show if you want to support us. Some other ways, though, you can support us while getting yourself some cool stuffs is uh, through our several sponsorships, Loot Crate, Gamefly, Green Man Gaming, NordVPN. Uh, Now is the perfect time to go and pick yourself up some games on GreenManGaming.com. There's all sorts of games going on sale right now, or if there's that game that came out last fall that you're waiting for a little bit better deal on, now is the time. Go jump on it. You just pay for the game using our link, and we get two to three percent. Wow, that's I'm simple. Also, yeah, but you get yourself a nice video game while supporting us, so everybody wins. More announcements and news following all of our news and game release dates. Was that Family Guy, the Herbert? I can't do Herbert. Too high pitched for you, I think. It's <sighs> you could do a Cleveland. No, I can't do. I I can't get my voice that low anymore. Okay. Uh, or a Joe. Maybe if I tried, I need to hear some of these voices again. I used to do. Uh, I used to try and do a Cleveland or not Cleveland, uh, Herbert. Herbert, I can't go. I used to do a good German accent too, and then my oh, voice got deeper. Again? This thing. Yeah, you're gonna bring it out. It was so good. No, it just I feel upset because I I feel like it doesn't sound the same anymore. Yeah, the Kermit the Frog though is pretty decent now. Don't you dare do that to our ears. Some gaming news. I was gonna say you should do the entire story in Kermit the Frog voice. 
Debating. All right. Debating. All right, we're going to try. <clears throat> now I'm on the spot that I, I panic. I know, the nerves. The pressure. <clears throat> Apex Legends Season 8 is going to introduce a new character. It's not Kermit, though. Uh, the, that was great. Thank you thank for you. that. You're welcome. The eighth season mayhem will go live in just a week on February 2nd, and it will feature the newest legend in the Apex Legends series, Fuse. Makes sense. Fuse, mayhem, all sorts of great stuff. And as you can tell from his name, he has a love affair with explosions. There's a wonderful four-minute video telling you all about the Australian-accented macho man. These are some great descriptors. These are. But uh, Season 8 will arrive two days before Apex Legends' second anniversary. Crazy that this game's been out for two years. It feels like it's just flown by. Really Uh, has. And uh, it will also bring a new... uh, change to the look and feel of king's canyon uh, which is the main apex map for the third time and add a new weapon a, a lever action rifle called the 3030 repeater i just realized that since this game has come out i have lived in three different apartments yes ma'am that's intense and you've moved to a different state that is true you graduated from college Yes. And you almost got your master's all on that time. So close. You're so busy. Doing nothing. So exciting. Doing, you're, you're busy. You're busy. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of other people have been busy uh, suing Cyberpunk. A second class action lawsuit has been filed against uh, CD Project Red Basically the same thing as the previous lawsuit, which is uh, that they misled investors and, uh, you know, the more and more comes out about this game, the more and more ground that these lawsuits have to stand on. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, and you just kind of wonder how many of these, because obviously they misled what the game was going to be and by extension these investors wouldn't want to invest in the game invest in the game if they didn't have the features that they promised so you got to think what features how far did they get in to some of them did they just cut it before it even started or i don't know i would i would love to be able to interview someone that worked in, I'd love to be able to interview people at all different levels in all different departments. Right. Just to be put all the pieces together. Like someone is going to write an amazing tell-all book about cyberpunk. That yeah. There will I mean, be a documentary it? about it. There was a, what is that? The Google Manifesto, that terrible thing. Ugh. Ugh. It was gross. like a tell-all. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's all based on the the stock drop after the public reaction of the game because otherwise cyberpunk has set many many records in terms of the amount of sales the game has had and those are sales net returns which is bonkers 
when you uh, when you look at the numbers. So as of 2020, game sales closed with over 12 billion digitally sold games in December, uh, which was a higher than last year um, with mobile games growing over 5%, console earnings growing over 15%, and PC games growing over 40%. And Cyberpunk had the biggest launch in terms of digital units and revenue uh, with over 10 million units sold, which I which we talked about uh, in the past. Just insane. A ridiculous amount of money, which if if you had just told these numbers to someone, you would think that their stock wouldn't drop and that the game was doing fine. Honestly, as we'll get to later in this episode, stocks are just actual garbage and they are literally just whatever people want them to be, which is why some people make tons of money and most people lose tons of money. So, uh, you know, don't play the game when the game is rigged. That's all I'm saying. House always wins. (laughs) Hitman 3 is getting some excellent reviews. Uh, I actually didn't pull up the Metacritic, which I wanted to. Let me see. Hitman 3. Tip, tip, tap. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually rocking a pretty solid, uh, like, 87 to 90% for the Metacritic, which is, which is great to see. Yeah. Uh, so it's getting great reviews. And... Uh, people are saying that it's just a nice it's a nice build on top of the previous games now while i like that they continue to build and improve upon the previous games i'd love to see something more new and fresh you know like it it just to me it feels like we have had one hitman game with two expansions okay i mean i could see that because the graphics haven't really changed as much. And I mean, the art styles. I mean, the graphics have gotten a little bit better over the games, but otherwise it's it's the same kind of meth- methodology with the games. It's the same. They just add some newer levels, some newer options in terms of completing your mission. But it's still like at its core, the same. What you're looking for is a new mechanic. New mechanic, a new play style, a new element to the game. Like a new element would be like a, you know, a bigger open world. Right. Like make make the levels bigger. That would be like that would be a new a new element, Uh, you know, maybe even making it like an actual like open world ish to where you have to like, uh, you know, you track and do things throughout the whole world and try and like pin down their routine. I mean, you could have the same sort of thing, but maybe do something different in the storyline where, I don't know, you get to do, you get to play someone else or play a different play style in that way. Well, and that's part of the thing is they've kind of gone away from the, gone away from the storyline to the point where it's just, it's, they're just giving you like missions, like contracts that you were just the agent, that there is no story anymore, really, that you just these contracts present themselves and you can take the contracts and complete them. So, but I mean, all that aside, you know, some of the maps they did this time are just, they are beautiful. 
uh dubai was one in there like oof, that is gorgeous map they also added a like uh like kind of like a downtown i, I can't remember where where it is i think it was in china don't quote me on that though but uh it's just some of the the level design is really getting better and better that's for sure so um you know it's a good game worth worth the money i just wish it wasn't epic exclusive mortal kombat player got disqualified from the mortal kombat tournament because he criticized the developers that's awkward yeah uh, i mean what did he say hold on it won't it won't pull it up because i don't know that i necessarily agree with that you should be able to criticize the developers without getting thrown out of a competition i mean you could say something sucks and then still play it well apparently they disqualified him why he was on stream and then like he just never showed up and the guy was his tournament person was like where you know who am i supposed to play like where is this guy uh it just uh, so they disqualified him before he even competed as he was getting ready to compete yeah this looks like and so he was disqualified because he was uh he was criticizing a specific move talking about how it's unblockable and could easily be exploited and um you know how people make this make people have been making videos on how to beat this and so it was uh yeah it was it was bad not good doesn't look great i mean i don't uh, what did he do wrong really i mean it seems very very subjective to me it doesn't seem like he actually did anything wrong and i don't know what grounds they have to say that he violated some sort of tournament rule i don't know i'll be curious to see if he uh if he does anything as follow-up yeah, I would definitely peruse through the whatever contract that you sign and see if there's anything actually allowing this to happen. Um, but, you know, y'all could also peruse through your old Pokemon collection because apparently it's worth absurd amounts of money now. I mean, yes. recently a sealed box of Pokemon cards sold for 408000 Granted, it was the original 1999 box, so obviously 22 years old. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's old for trading cards and not opened, but. The fact that someone had a sealed booster box of original Pokemon cards and never opened them, that is a special person. I like, could never. I, 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 I frankly do not understand the mentality of collectors. I don't get it. I mean, $408,000 right now. I I still don't get it. Like people buy, you know, people would buy like Star Wars toys and then they just, they never open them. They're just in the box forever. You just, how how do you enjoy that? I can understand. Funkos and all that stuff. Like how do you get enjoyment from it? See, the thing is, I could understand like action figures and Funkos because you don't do anything with them. They sit there. 
if I wanted to look at a box, I could just go and print out some cardboard picture of the box. I take the Funkos out and put them on my desk. They are 3D. I I have mine in my boxes, but it's not like I'm trying to keep them all pristine or anything like that. Um, but yeah, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Four hundred eight thousand dollars, and I understand that. Oh, you know, if you've got a Charizard in there, that one Charizard is worth something stupid like twelve grand or fifty grand. I can't even remember how much it's worth. But if it's like the hollow version, it's worth like tens of thousands of dollars. But do you so, open it? Yeah, because then, I mean, well, the box itself you, is nulled, but the card will still be worth that much if you so had to run into the card. I mean, you just bought a sealed box for 400000 Do you open it or you just leave it sealed and then resell it in a couple more years and hope you make more? I mean, I just don't know. The, the thing is, I understand that, like, obviously, trading cards and things like that have been very popular, but it seems like with Pokemon Go and just everything else that Pokemon has kind of just come back onto the scene a little bit. No one's playing it, but they're buying the cards. And I know that, what is it, Logan Paul recently got into that and had purchased one of these boxes for like 40 grand or something like that and had done a a YouTube series on it, which is just, I mean, if you don't have FU money, to spend 40 grand on a box of Pokemon cards. I, anyways. So I know that it's getting more popular, but sweet Jesus, how much I could do with 400. Oh my goodness. I'm okay. I'm just reading a part of this article. So if there was a Charizard in that box, because it was first edition, one of those recently just went for $350,000 on its own. I would open every single pack. <laughs> I mean, I have one. I do too. I, it's in my, I don't know. It's in my mom's garage. I have like I don't foils. Know, I, don't, I don't know where I put them. I have them and I have them all in card protectors because Please. I like, no, like, you know, like the binder ones. Yeah, yeah I yeah. have those. And I They're even all have, mine are in there too. I even have a first edition holographic Machamp. I'm pretty sure I have one for a Poliwhirl. I'm going to Google. First edition hollow champ. This is a great use of our of time. Of our podcasting time. Who would have thought uh, these were? This I see I'm one us. for $3,000. I see another one for $800. So a little bit of a range. There is there is a considerable range, but that's a significant amount of money that I don't have. Yeah, I mean, $800 is still a lot of money. I'm still waiting on my $1,400 from from Mr. Biden. From Uncle Joe? (laughs) My $600 is still coming in the mail. Oh, Lord. You're going to need to do some investigation on that. But speaking some investigation, a number of game music composers have been trying to investigate as to why they aren't getting paid royalties by music label and publisher Materia Collective for songs and streams of songs that uh, they have made. And I'm just... That is absurd. The sad part is this is all too common in the gaming industry. It's really just quite 
uh, it's just quite sad that so many companies just abuse all these people. And it's not just like the composers, it's, you know, developers and just, you know, there's all these people making content out there that just get it stolen or just don't get. Well, what I don't understand is that these composers have their names directly tied to these pieces of art. So it's, I don't understand how they could get away with it unless there was something hidden in the contract that allows for it to happen. Otherwise, if some lawsuits come out, they're going to be paid owed so much money in royalties, it'll put games under. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, just delay of payments that they just, they take so long to make the payment. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And they've, it's just, it's a mess. And so, uh, they, Materia Collective released a statement um and they wanted to uh first they spent a significant portion talking about the challenges of 2020 oh good and how it uh was difficult and stretched their resources then but first off let's acknowledge the fact that this has been going on for over two years so let's take the 2020 part out of that let's 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 check that off as null and void you got two years of back payments. That's a problem. Um, you can't. I hate that everyone just. Blames How do you just do that? COVID. Well, it's two years worth of back payments. How do you go two years without paying someone? I mean, I don't know how people let it go two years. I mean, I get that you know you've pro- they probably you know were trying to get someone out there, but I mean, if it goes past a couple months. Like I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to a lawyer. Oh yeah, definitely. So they, they talked about their in-house software that has been, that has been used to, uh, you know, handle all this. And they've stated that it's, uh, it, because it's so complex, they've had to enter the data by hand and have fallen behind on that. I'm just this just I would file lawsuits like if oh, I read this apology, right. I would be filing a lawsuit. You mean to tell me the program you designed in-house to handle all of this is too complex. And that is the reason for the delays. Like, wow. Well, that's what they're saying. Because they have to. So then, then what's get the point a human of the to do it. I I don't understand. If this wasn't working two years ago, why didn't you get because, it fixed two years Brenna, ago? COVID. You know that it didn't work right away. Because they preemptively knew yeah. about COVID and had that stress had to, from a year to, before. They had to set aside. They and had that to caused put the person to, that was developing projects. the code. So the guy that was developing this code for probably a year at least, he like, you know, three years ago important. was uh, <laughs> affected by COVID. So it's, um, it's just, it's, it's bad. So they're saying that they hope uh, to get everyone their payments by mid-February. 
uh, and they are removing the minimum payment threshold, and they're going to pay out everybody, which they should just pay out everybody anyway. Uh, yeah, no, really. It's hard for me to not to cuss sometimes, but yeah. that was one of the times yeah. where I, I really want to let uh, one fly. Valve was just involved in wrapping up a antitrust lawsuit in the EU. And uh, Valve and five publishers had to pay 7.8 million euros in fines for geo-blocking practices. Now, the EU is an interesting case. So, you know, if you're not familiar, the EU is a collective of a bunch of European countries that they all have all these agreements on business practices and all that kind of stuff. And it includes using a shared currency, the Euro, rather than all the countries using a different currency, even though they're all like 15 minutes from each other. So they wanted to make things easy, you know, shared currency, <laughs> you know, trade rules, a whole bunch of stuff. Part of that includes not uh, location blocking things. And so they found out that Valve slash Steam, including Bandy Namco, Capcom, Focus Home, Cock Media, and Zenimax were all violating these rules and restricting the cross-border sales of PC games. <sighs> this is this is tough. So basically, kind of what it means is they were selling uh, nation-specific versions. So like you, there was no EU version of the game. You had to buy Italian version, French version, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's tough. That's. I don't know how, I mean, obviously they have great lawyers and we're able to get that through, but I, I think it's not necessary for a lawsuit and $7 million worth of money because it's not like anyone really I mean, lost anything because of it it's just it's it's mm, mm -hmm. more breath it's just part of their their <laughs> trade rules now obviously we are not europeans so if you are a european and you have experience in the understanding of these please tweet us at deal gaming news or uh chime in on our discord we'd love to learn more and maybe give an update about this next week but my understanding is it's, you know, they want to make the EU like, you know, cohesive, you know, shared. So like, you know, if I went, if I was in, you know, Italy and I bought, you know, this PC game and then I went home to Germany, I could still play this PC game. You know, it wouldn't give me an alert be like, hey, like you don't, you know, this is the wrong, you know, you don't live in this area. It's like people buying the uh you know the chinese bootlegs and then bring it into the u.s to watch that kind of thing so they block that so i can i can see both sides but um i'd love to uh i'd love to understand more but uh that is a uh, that is a hefty fine Zenimax ended up paying not Zenimax, uh focus ended up paying the biggest brunt of 2.8 million euros uh, they all, all the companies see, received a fine reduction for cooperation with the uh, investigation and lawsuit of 10%. Of 10%. Their wow. fine was reduced 
uh, Capcom's was reduced 15. So Bandai Namco paid 340,000 euros. Capcom paid 396,000. 396,000. Focus Home paid 2.88 million. Cock paid 977,000. Zenimax paid 1.66. And Valve chose not to cooperate and uh, <laughs> was imposed a fine of 1.62 million euros. That's a lot of money. So. That is a lot of money. Uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, what do you think? It was an oversight by them as an American company? Because no. I don't. They just mm-hmm. chose not to. All these. I mean, how hard is it to to just make an EU version with? I don't. I mean, what is the point even of making separate games for separate countries at that point if EU is so integrated, and you can just have a language option if you really need to? I don't know. I don't know the specifics of development behind that in terms of localization and all that stuff. I mean, if they wanted to lock it to. Country by country, you just do land stuff, and that's just anyone in the area. So, don't know. Anyway, so uh, in addition, Gabe Newell, who is uh, you know Valve's co-founder and slash leader, he has announced that their Valve has more games in development, multiple games in development, just waiting to be announced. And please don't. <sighs> I'm confused because like Half-Life Alyx was like the first game they released in like over a decade. I think I think Portal 2 and maybe Team Fortress 2, if you call that a game, was like the last. Like the last ones. I don't know. I can't I'm trying to think what else what else they made, but. uh, I mean, if he if he says he has multiple games in. Development, then like, I don't know share with us is it be, oh in development does he mean that he wrote an idea down on like a notepad and that's apparently in development you know in all honesty probably because the, they haven't been like revi- you know people want new left for dead games when they've said no people want new half-life games they've said no like i don't i don't know what they're what they would be developing because the oh no they did make a game you remember like two years ago when we started the podcast, they made that card game that lasted like three months before it got completely removed. Yes. Oh, man. Big winner. For real. For real. And that's took however many years to make. Don't know. Don't know. But Brenna, what's also in development? Oh, apparently there's a new Naughty Dog game coming out. Um, and this... The whole talk has spurred from one of the corrective, um, corrective, uh, creative. There we go. Uh, one of the creative artists that have released a few um, digital art pieces, and so there, this woman sitting next to a, a slain dragon, very Nordic. There's two other photos, and it's titled, um, "What is it? The Women of the North." Apparently, that means that there's a whole new game in development. And what was the quote that this article had said? Uh, this it was is inspired by a, a, new, game. a new game. Yeah. You know, and you know what that means with a winky face. But right. what the article 
cut out was the middle word of that uh, was that these drawings were inspired by the new game Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, which had just come out two months ago when these drawings were released. So whatever this article is, is clickbait. I just don't understand. And the artists did say that they were allowed to release these these pictures and that it was a part of Naughty Dog, I believe, right? Yeah, he's and, a senior concept artist. Yeah, and so he got permission to release these from Naughty Dog. So I, I just, some of, it's too much and people need to stop. If this is, which, I mean, obviously this creative artist hasn't even said, and Naughty Dog hasn't said that they're going to be coming out with a new medieval fantasy game. Um, but just releasing a few pictures in a tweet and that's that's how you're gonna drop the idea that there's a new game coming i wouldn't put it past any of the companies and it's so not necessary i don't need to see the concept art now i would love to see and hear about the game when it's literally in beta or alpha or something like that yeah yeah agreed uh Resident Evil Village, also, we got to see a little bit of that this past week, as well as a release date of uh, May 21st, I believe, of this year, which, you know, we'll just all hold our fingers that that doesn't get delayed because, you know, just like everything, you know, it everything just gets delayed because that's that's the world we live in now. I'm pretty sure we saw a whole lot off of this Resident Evil. We did. Yes, yes, we are talking about the uh, tall, big titty vampire lady. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, though, it is distracting. They are very big. I mean, she's also very tall. Yeah. I, I, I love all the memes is. right now. It's like, has technology gone too far? And it's like super mega zoomed in on the texture. Uh... Yeah. Someone had to create a mesh for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one did. <laughs> you know, yes, don't look at me. Unprofessional you know texting. <laughs> do you want to start? Do you want to start let's, something right now? Let's let's tussle. Let's rumble. I've got all I, the videos. I have all the videos recorded of when we stream or when we record do you want me to put together a compilation of you on your phone Dude, <laughs> i mean not at key points of talking i don't think but i also had this idea um mm -hmm. if we ended up living together and we were super super rich like we had a lot where you had a house and i had a house and we would record and I would say this, right? Like, let's tussle, let's go. And then you just see me run out of stream. And like, you know, two minutes later, I come like busting in the room. You can just. That would be low key hilarious. Like just right? seeing you run out your door and then all of a sudden the door behind me opens up and you run in and just sounds. Start slightly slapping the crap out of you. Yeah. We would totally do that all the time. A hundred percent. I would figure out a way to somehow nerf you in your own home. Nerf wars. 
it's happening next time I visit. Someone's getting hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised all the tussling we did this weekend. No one got hurt. That was impressive, really. Silly slapping. Silly slapping. Uh, Resident Evil 4 has, uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake has been delayed due to development overhaul, which uh, is sad. So that's another game that got delayed. It was supposed to, uh, I think it was supposed to be late this year that it was supposed to release, but, uh, you know, now it's uh, looking like a lot longer. That was one of my favorite games, Resident Evil 4. GameCube, good times. Vicarious Vision. The studio has been uh, merged into uh, Blizzard, and it will be fully dedicated to Blizzard titles going forward. I don't really know what this means. I'm a little confused because... So they have about 200 people, and... Uh, because they're now merged into Blizzard, fully dedicated to Blizzard, this means that they're no longer the lead developer on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I just... I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Blizzard, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but they're closing all of these Blizzard studios, and now you're merging another studio with Blizzard? It just... Last-ditch effort, I guess? I... I don't know. Activision's doing some weird stuff. Blizzard's doing some weird stuff. Like, where is Diablo 4? Like, we're supposed to have BlizzCon here in a month. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to announce because they announced, like, Overwatch 2, like, over a year and a half ago, I think now. And that was just supposed to be, like, an expansion to Overwatch. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. Like, I, I just I genuinely don't know what's going on at Blizzard right now. I don't think Blizzard knows what's going on with Blizzard right now. I don't think so either. And I think Activision's too busy trying to steer with their wallet uh, rather than make games. So uh, speaking of stocks and steering with wallets, this is why you don't play the stock market. I almost died at that image. Game stonk. You know, because stocks. Yes, I. So I get this. It. So going back to the cyberpunk thing, this is why you don't mess with stocks because the house always wins. Uh, the internet and Reddit decided it would be fun to uh battle over GameStop, and so they've been doing. I guess they were doing some options and some fut on. Uh, they were playing the futures with options again. I'm not a stock person. And so they managed to get GameStop's stock to a all-time high today of over $150. I will let you know that GameStop has been trading on average the last year and a half or so at about 4 to $6. This is just stupid. I mean, it's short-lived. There's no way it's going to stay around for very long. So it took them about two weeks to get it up to that high. And uh, it hit that early this morning. Uh, and I believe by the end of the day, it closed under $50. This is just stupid. I feel Can like you... there's some some laws that have been broken with like 
not insider trading, but I mean, a whole thing like let's get together and mess with the stocks and then benefit from it. Do you know how difficult that is to prove? I I, I understand. Not illegal either. How is that not illegal? The stock just goes up because people are buying it. It's right. very, and then they sell it. That's right. literally just stock trading. But you and I could get together and say, let's mess with the stocks and purchase X amount, make it look like it's doing well. Everybody else purchases a ton of it, and then we just sell it. All we did was buy stock. I understand Welcome to the, that. Stock, welcome to the stock market, Brenna. I understand. That's exactly, that's exactly how it works. If you get enough people together, you could really screw with it. The house always wins. Uh, so uh, it's just, mm, uh, yeah. So just imagine all those people that bought shares of GameStop at $150. And now it's at 50 Yes. And it's never going to go back up. No. There is just tons of people out there that bought the stock because it was going up and because people play in the stock market and they have zero understanding of what they're doing. Yep. It's just crazy. Crazy. You know what's also crazy? Not really. Kind of makes me happy. The Knights of Old Republic remake is reportedly or a new Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly being developed outside of EA. Maybe this is the open maybe this is the open world RPG that uh Ubisoft is developing. That would be fantastic. It would be. But I don't know how they would do that because technically EA does own the rights to uh Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, but EA is going to have their name slapped on it no matter what with Ubisoft. So they might as well just let it go forward. Maybe, maybe we'll have to wait and see. It's pretty much all speculation at this point. So uh, I swear to God, all we talk about is speculation and possibilities. It's the video game industry because that's the world we live in now. You know, we are we are we are we were just speculating on Resident Evil 8 because nothing concrete has been shown or told to us for a game that's going to come out in four months that will probably get be delayed we it's we literally live in a world of speculation you know i also want to hear some speculation battlefront 3 is uh speculated to be announced soon oh my it's speculated to possibly maybe be announced maybe soon People, yeah, people are speculating that's going to be announced soon. I might have blown out my mic. I, I'm about to lose it. You know what, Brennan, though? People are also specul- speculating about this next this next topic. Yes, we're also speculating. Speculating? I don't know what happened to me. Uh, that Harry Potter will have a live-action TV series. Apparently, it's in early development with HBO Max, but then also later in the article, it talks about how in no way is this started or even done anything because uh, J.K. Rowling has full rights to this and would need to be in uh, contact with them. So I, I'm confused. Is it in, you know, is it actually in the early stages? 
It's still in the extremely early stages and no deals have been made. Sounds what? like we're speculating. It sounds like you literally just had an idea and said, hey, we should do this live series and then pitched it to the bosses. And they were like, yeah, that sounds cool. It's in the early stages. We have no rights. We have no agreements. We have nothing. But it's in the early stages. Yep. So much fun. So I yeah, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't get cleared. And I'm sure that J.K. Rowling would allow this to happen. I mean, HBO would do a fantastic job with a TV series. And it's been, geez, I don't even, what, like seven years probably since the last one came out? What do you mean? One came out like two years ago, Brenna. No, we do not speak of those. Speak of what? It's, they don't exist. What doesn't exist? Fabulous beasts. Whatever the fantastic, stupid beasts do not exist. You just said they exist because it has a name. Doesn't exist. What doesn't exist? Not how it works. <laughs> uh, you know, if HBO was going to make a Harry Potter series, I uh, would. Yeah. What'd you say? Oh, internet. Stupid. We're ha we've been having internet oh, issues nothing. all night. It's driving us nuts. Uh, what I was trying to say was if HBO is making a Harry Potter series, I want it to be like, R-rated. Oh, yeah. It needs to be like, um, I'm very into that Sabrina show. So obviously, um, Sabrina Teenage Witch, very light show. And then the Netflix adaptation of that, very dark. And I would hope that they would do the same. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I want the last like two movies were of Harry very like, dark. I want to see sex and blood yeah. and oh, violence yeah. yes witcher yes. exactly witcher exactly yeah i definitely well, need to be that well, way and JK hbo Rowling will do it. do it they're not afraid to do that she owns the rights i mean jk rowling is she does choice words she has or, a lot of yes. choice words yes well that and warner brothers i believe So they would both have to be in in on it. I mean, Warner Brothers, I they would probably be ready wide away. What you got to why lose? Not, why not a revival of well, the series? If it's well written, well of the acted, Harry Potter series, everyone I don't, will watch it regardless of how R rated it is. I I am also wondering. Yes, this sir. is a Harry Potter live action TV series, meaning that it's not set. Just this is the wizarding world. This is Harry Potter live action. So is it after school? After he's done his adult life? That would actually be pretty awesome because they're all they're all in their late 20s or they're all they're all my age now. They're like all two years older than me. Right, which is perfect. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Emma? Watson at, again as Hermione, but in her like twenties. Does that mean I have to see Hermione and Ron have sex? Because I have mixed feelings about that. What if, what if they had done it to where Hermione and Ron broke up for a little while? But they didn't. 
but they didn't because we and had, then they we got back together at the very end of, of uh, Deathly Hollows afterwards where they have kids. Right, but that no, could have been very late in their life, not I when see, they graduated. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's see, there could be a section in there. It's interesting. It would be. We're picking yeah, the weirdest topics to get off out. on right now, like tangent, uh, tangents. Because this next topic. <laughs> You're just leaning on your side, it's just, it's just you like, do. oh, yeah, this would be do. great. It's, it's all your fault. Uh, make it stop. Why do videos just randomly play? Yes. Uh, Take-Two Interactive has filed a patent on, <laughs> um, I guess, a new technology system for uh they call it system and method for virtual navigation in the gaming environment basically it all has to do with pathfinding and wandering and so it would it's a new basically it's a new system to handle large-scale outdoor environments full of npcs and people sounds like uh cyberpunk could have used that So they filed a patent for this new system. They have some cool drawings that you can look up because, you know, patents are a public record. And it is, is, you know, very technical. So it's a bit of a snooze fest to read. But uh, if properly executed, I'm sure it's going to be great. And knowing Take-Two and Rockstar, they, uh, they tend to do a pretty dang good job. They do well. Yeah. I mean, if you think about this, it's going to free a lot, free up a lot of, um, I guess, power needed for some of these games, which is great, you know, optimization for lower end PCs and just in general, being able to ramp up more, I don't know, things, more features because you can have this open world and all these other things running because it's not going to just break the game or break anyone's computer. Take two and Rockstar both have the benefit of making several games at once so they can experiment and test features with each game and then incorporate it into their next one. Obviously, that's something that CD Projekt Red doesn't have, uh, nor do they have experience making a game like Cyberpunk. But that's also no excuse because plenty of other people don't have experience and they, they do it. Seven. And they had how many years doing it? So, uh, Brenna, there you take go. us out. I'm going to take you out with the most ridiculous headline I think I've seen so far. Ninja thinks parents should parent their kids. Apparently, he said that, well, he had an interview, and they asked him a few questions about uh, all the things that go on in his chat. Um, and he said it's not his job to teach kids about racism and white privilege that parents should be doing that themselves he also just doesn't know when the kids in the chat are just trolling him or if they're actually just unknown they have heard it from a friend or something or they saw it in league of legends and are now repeating it um i i mean i kind of agree with it but also that's exactly just what i was literally just it. about to say from a normal person, I would say, yes, this is accurate. Parents need to monitor their kids and watch what they say and teach them about what they say on the internet. But coming from a guy who 
goes very above and beyond to avoid talking about social justice, especially mm. when he has some of the most some of the most iconic uh, people in the community on his stream as guests like Drake and stuff goes above and beyond to avoid talking about social justice and has specifically stated on the record several times that he doesn't play video games with women for whatever bizarre reason. Oh, unless it's like Lady Gaga or something like that. And then he says it's perfectly fine to go and play and invite yeah, them on their, he their is stream. An odd duck. You know, and I it's annoying because I do agree with this, you know. This is a quote from the article, you know, how does a white kid know that he has white privilege if his parents never teach it to him or talk about racism? I agree. There needs to be a movement uh, where parents teach their children about the dangers of online, just being online in general, browsing through online. I mean, we do that in real life, you know, stranger danger. We tell you to make sure you watch out it's, for it's this and that. Like what we talked about last week with you know like one of our our mutual friends that works at uh the gym you know his his son is three years old and has a email account because his school requires it like it's just and you got to teach that kid now you have an email account which i mean obviously things can roll in you can get spam for some reason who knows what happens can sign up don't for click on and this that uh, and so i mean i don't know how well this kid would be able to sign up for things yeah i don't know how well this kid would be able to sign up i mean but he could click on things that's not hard for him to do and so uh, teaching your children to not do these things online is just exactly. now a part exactly. of a new lesson that you have to have for your with kids. that game release dates last week we had everspace 2 in early access hitman 3 terratopia shing uh tadpole treble encore detective chapters part one raging blasters this coming week we have solace 128 dead cells fatal fall dlc king arthur knight's tale i'm actually kind of interested in that one it's like an XCOM, like medieval fantasy strategy game like i am all about it sims 4 paranormal stuff dlc they've been talking about it quite a bit which is weird because they've already done like vampires and they've done aliens Ghosts. and they've done mermaids da -da -da, so i don't know da -da. what they're doing da -da 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 -da. they already have ghosts and i don't understand what this paranormal stronghold is warlords and Turrican flashback. <laughs> that will do it for this week. As always, thank you guys for listening to the show. Please, please, please tell your friends, you know, tweet about it, tag us, share that you're listening, leave a review, all the good stuff. We are looking to really grow our base this year as we get ready to even launch a new show for you guys. Like, Tell people at work, you know, sometimes you have conversations. Yeah, Brenna. What kind of podcast are you listening to? Do you, do I you listen talk to this about one? your your podcast. Nerd at work flag with, fly. No. With your coworkers. Do you 
No, it's, I'm talking about your colleagues. My students, do you let your nerd flag no. fly around your colleagues, or are you ashamed of your nerd flag? Uh, first of all, listen, this is an academic I, career, I like so no, we don't have that come up in conversation. It. I do. Sir, do you talk about yours? Some of them do. Oh, I was actually, I was actually got someone, I was walking out of work the other day, and one of my coworkers was, was leaving at the same time as me. And they they turned to me and they remarked. So I hear you have a podcast. And I'm like, oh Lord, who told you that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, don't yes. listen, please. So I very uh, cautiously explained the show. But uh, uh. thank you to those who go the extra mile to support us. <laughs> T Nugget, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, Old Stray Dog. You guys are all awesome on Patreon. We have some great stuff headed your way soon. Uh, we got a new camera we've been playing around with. We're going to be posting some snazzy pictures probably over the socials over, you know, over a while. So, you know, follow us on social media. Best way to find us is on our website, though, dlgamingnews.com. You click on that little about us page and oh, man, there's a crap ton of links there, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find us anywhere. But now. It's time for me to say. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. And it's time for me to follow up with. And remember, keep your goose loose. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We We hope hope you check check us us out. out. Thanks. Thanks!